Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn. Mini Motorways was the route I took. Hmm. Oh, uh-huh. I don't like it, no, but I, I like, like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Mini Motorways uh, is from Dinosaur Polo Club. Yeah, uh, they previously did Mini Metro. Yes. And if you had asked me like a multiple choice question, which developer made Mini Metro... I never would have chosen Dinosaur Polo Club. Mm. This seems like a brand new name for me. Perhaps I just have poor recall. Did, we did it. We never reviewed Mini Metro. That was yeah. Right? That was perhaps before the genesis of the show. I would have played it 2016. Maybe. Yeah. I see. I feel like it was might have been a thing of the week as well at some point, but not necessarily a game that we chose for ourselves, which is a shame. That was a great game. Yeah. So I was very excited to see their follow up, uh, car themed puzzler. Uh, mini motorways mini metro you were based in a bunch of different cities around the globe you had to essentially create the puzzle of how the subway system should uh, should operate and connect ferry people from one place to another there were terminals where people had to make changes there was like squares and circles and mm-hmm. triangles that represented like the needs of where folks wanted to go uh, and it was a delight can they recreate it can for the they- car generation can they recreate that same magic with Mini Motorways, which is an Apple Arcade exclusive, right? That is true. I think it's on Steam if you have some kind of personal computer. <laughs> personal computer. Uh, but yes, it is. For mobile devices, it is exclusive on the Apple the Apple Arcade. Um, so I was also looking forward to this game because I was a big fan of Mini Metro. Yeah, um, I thought you know it's one of those like games where once you looked at it and once you got the feel of the game, like you instantly uh, understood like what they were trying to do. Right? It was sort of like this abstract little game that had a little bit more depth than you expected. Yeah. Um, so running into this, I kind of expected that, uh, but uh-huh. there's something about it that just doesn't recreate that magic for me. You drove into a wall. <laughs> um, do you want to read the description of Mini Motorways? I knew there was one thing I had to prepare that I failed to do. Yes. Mini motorways draw roads that drive the city. Mm. Have you ever been stuck in traffic and wish you could do something to fix it? In mini motorways, the city's traffic problems are in your hand. Mm. From the makers of Mini Metro, Mini Motorways is a game about drawing the roads that drive a growing city. Build a road network one road at a time to create a bustling metropolis. Redesign your city to keep the traffic flowing. Carefully manage upgrades to meet the changing demands. How long can you keep the cities of the world moving? Features. <laughs> oh, a bunch of stuff. Visually stunning maps. Dynamically growing cities. Hmm. Variety of upgrades to help you meet the demands of your ever-expanding road network. Maybe we should explain like what this game is trying to do. Yeah, I should try and summarize gameplay yes. in a witty yet succinct paragraph. They're based around many cities in the world. You start out Los Angeles famous for its roads that work really well and mm-hmm. never have any problems. Um, where the demand of the destinations in mini metros was done with shapes, uh, here it's all color-based. So you will find that there's small houses. Like, like an, a yellow building with a yellow small house. They are yellow and they can only go to other yellow places. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm suddenly realizing this is um, just like apartheid in game form. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so they will want to go to other yellow places 
essentially what I think of as a mall, because there's right. a large yellow building that'll have a parking lot. Um, and where else would you go other than a mall? I don't understand. Of course not. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> logical. So you are connecting these small houses with the sort of larger destinations. Um, there's a little marker to say like the demand of like how many people want to go there. Um, other color colors pop up as the game progresses, mm-hmm. and it's a new new houses, new destinations appear. And really, it's up to you to draw the roads, as the app description so aptly said, uh, right. to, to connect them all. Uh, and then, really, the aim is kind of like an infinite runner. It's like, how long can you survive? How long can you manage the demand? Without your cars getting stuck in traffic yes. uh, because of the roads. Right. And then, once demand for a certain place it Exceeds. goes unfulfilled for a certain amount of time, right. then, then you kind of have failed over. as a city planner. That's right. It's trying to re- rethink your career goals, really, <laughs> right. at that time. Um, yeah, and that's, I would say like, that's a really good description of the game. Um, and I think normally, like, if you posed that to me, I'd be all about it. Me too. And I feel like that is what Mini Metro did really well. Yes. Uh, but with this Mini Motorways, um, there were a lot of things that sort of got in the way. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Like, Man, they whiffed that UI. Yeah, right? So hot. Yeah. There was something so tedious about um, being able to draw the road and finding your way around the map and being able to tap into edit and then like to delete roads. It just wasn't intuitive. It, yeah, they really messed up how, at least for me, like how I think of navigating like google maps yeah suddenly zoom in is a single tap right moving around is two fingers fingers. you can't pinch or swipe to resize you can single finger drag to draw a road but then in order to delete like you can't tap on that road again to delete which kind of seems like it would be something that you can do but no you have to manually set it to delete roads and then delete the roads and then you forgot that it was set to delete and so whenever you try to move (laughs) the map again you forget that you're using two fingers and you delete all the roads. <laughs> it was just really hard to grasp. You know what it felt like? You know how if you're used to scrolling on your mouse, uh, on your computer uh, in a certain way with two fingers, and then you go on someone else's computer and they have it set the opposite way? You're just like, what in the fresh, what is this? What in the fresh hell is this? It felt like that all the time. I just could not get my brain to do the thing that I wanted. I would always forget that because this. I think it's just. I think it's the single tap to zoom in and out was mm. the wrong gesture. Yeah, like that doesn't happen on any mapping experience that I've used on my phone. Like single tap is. Do you go into like the edit mode? Like, I feel like they could have come up with a solution where you don't need to go into an edit mode in order to do something. Yeah, I, you know what? I mean, I don't mind the edit mode. I think it was the zooming. Like, I don't think you mm-hmm. needed to zoom. Like, right. just let me scroll around. Yeah. Maybe that was all I needed. I don't know. But there was something that really got in the way of me enjoying the game. Yeah. Like, I almost wish that I would tap on the house or the section of the road that allows me to then draw rather than me having to go into, like, this tapped mode in order to do it. Yeah, it's almost like single drag should just automatically add a road, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to get too bogged down in, in UI interaction, but like it was it was very much a barrier to me. Like I could not get past it, unfortunately. Yeah. Which may be reflected in my seven days score. Right. And then also, um, I found the designs to be beautiful. Yes. But overall, 
uh, unhelpful. Like there is a little clock that shows you the progression of time and it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What happens when you tap that clock? Nothing. (laughs) But there's a little uh, pause and plus underneath it, which is smaller, uh, which I feel they could have just allowed you to tap that clock in order to pause and play it. And then the, the notion of the dots appearing in terms of like the needs and mm-hmm. then the, the car. If you didn't really pay attention to the tutorial because you're more interested in actually drawing lines on the roads and stuff because that's what you tend to do in these games and you didn't read the instructions, you missed that. I feel like you missed out on a lot of stuff that could have helped you uh, to be successful with the game. But I mean, if you don't read, the, if you don't follow the, the tutorial, then it's on you. But yes, I still understand what you're saying. Right. And so I had a really hard time with this game for like the first two days. Uh, and then I sort of stopped playing for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, let me read the instructions because I really liked Mini Metro. Yeah. And so I played the tutorial again and I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And then I got it. And then there was another barrier, um, which was... Like, this didn't really feel either like a puzzle game or a simulation game. And I felt like neither Mm -hmm. of those experiences was really fleshed out enough. So it was, to me, a pleasant experience, unfortunately. Yeah, I I was just disappointed. I was so excited for this. Yeah. Because it kind of scratches the itch. It's sort of like the um, what, what was that city building game we played that was really that we quite enjoyed? Pocket City. Pocket Cities. Yeah, yeah. sort of like that, but with you know transport tycoon right. style uh, gameplay. But there's something about the UI that was just very un. Just really, I don't want to. I've said it already before, but I don't want to get bogged down in it. But there was something really frustrating about the UI that yep. I couldn't get past. I think also the scale is weird. Yeah. Right. You see a whole city, yet you're connecting buildings that at that scale would be huge. <laughs> be absolutely, that'd be essentially aircraft hangars. Right. If you actually think about the actual scale of the things with mini Metro, you had just stations. So this mm. kind of scale of the city wasn't the abstraction there. was more thoughtful. Yeah. And which I guess is that's just one. That's just a yeah. kind of a problem with city building or city puzzlers is that you know they need the buildings big enough to be able to interact with right. but actually the reality is they would be tiny <laughs> if they were looking at looking at it so. yeah something about like i i don't want to i don't want to keep comparing it to city metro uh, or mini metro and mini motorways but in mini metro things were abstracted so if one little block was moving in one direction it was possible for another block to move in the opposite direction mm-hmm. um or like you know they do something where it was just an abstraction of that track right here, it's, it's almost like a literal road that you're building and not really an abstraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so one of the aspects that you have to be, what you have to consider is traffic uh, and like how the cars sort of have to wait for each other in order for it to, you know, to get to your destination properly. Um, and I felt like that was, I understand like why that addition is needed in a game like this because you're kind of doing like the city planning and you got to find out where, the the sore spots are but i feel like the simulation was neither accurate enough or provided enough feedback for me for me to do something about it to a point where it like i had to solve it it was almost like a unnecessary barrier or like another obstacle that was really hard to 
distinguish and determine and really hard to solve because it doesn't give you any ways on providing information on how to solve it. So a lot of times the buildings would run out of time on their needs for cars to get there because you'd have a traffic somewhere. And even if you put a traffic light or anything, like it didn't really solve that solution. I mean, that is perhaps the realities of being a city planner. But yeah, I think even in the, in the tutorial, I think the wording was something like, oh, if you see a building being congested, there make sure people... Yeah, well, no, no, it wasn't even that. It was just like, make sure people can get there quicker or something right. with no real indication of what that means. Like even right now, I don't know why you put a traffic light at a junction. Yeah. You know, like, yes, in real life, you'd know why, but for this simulation... It didn't really downsides. help. Yeah, yeah, because I think it, it, it the the level of abstraction versus like the detail that it had, um, it it wasn't to a point where you felt like you can really do any actionable stuff. And there was like times when like the cars got stuck um, with each other and they wouldn't move and it would cause like a traffic jam. And I felt like this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> or like there'd be two cars stuck in a house and they wouldn't move at all even though it's very possible for them to get to the, the building. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> get moving. Having a good time in the house. <laughs> I think also my desire for neatness and order. Mm. Here, buildings, you have no control over how they're organized or laid out. They disappear at random. Their entrances are in a fixed place. So often that'd be kind of smooshed all over the place and you, I oh. couldn't find a way to say... So if you read the tutorial... Uh, you can drag from the house in any direction in order for the entrance to that house mm. go in any direction, which was kind mm. of key for me, mm. right? I that see. made it a little bit more enjoyable. But then the problem became that the buildings, you couldn't change the direction of where that entrance was. Oh, the, the, the big ones. Yeah. And so when that happens, they'd be... Like some of these buildings would be in really awkward positions where you you need like these curvy roads in order to get to places and that would cause the slowdown. And I felt like that was really unfair because like these buildings appear in random. And if you can't control where the building entrance is, that's huge because, you know, you want to be able to lay that out properly, Mr. City Planner. Yeah, yeah. I think I've realized what the problem is with the UI mm-hmm. is that you're playing in landscape mode, so you're two thumbs. The two-finger dragging is very unintuitive when you're in two-thumb mode. Oh, Essentially, right. that's what you need. I've only just realized now. Basically, you need to use your two thumbs to scroll. Oh, that's right. What I would do is I would flip around to be index and middle finger to scroll. And that's just really clumsy when you're playing to be like thumbs, landscape, and then flip to like face down two fingers. So actually, yeah. yeah. And also like this yeah. game, did it need to be landscape? <laughs> Sam's favorite. I did go back to Mini Metro to be like, did I, did I just forget how to play this game? Right. Mini Metro, there is no such dealings like there's mm. You drag and hold to remove the, you, the, the railways. Yeah. Um, you don't need to zoom in or out. I think that's done for you. Yeah. Also, there's no undo. There's no undo. I really wish there was an undo because like sometimes you'd lay out the road perfectly and except for like one little last bit that did a needless curve and you need to be precious about these roads because you have a limited resources of roads. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no undo. So you have to go to the delete button and then 
press the press the road that you want to delete and then go back to the pencil button and then draw <laughs> right. it again. Yeah. I wonder if on iPad you could use a pencil and that would have been more intuitive. Only if you have the pencil too, though. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, because I do love that in Procreate where you can double tap to turn it into a razor. Yeah, on the that's pencil. really the only reason why I want to upgrade my iPad, but it seems like <laughs> a very expensive reason. <laughs> Let's get to the three by threes. Three, so, can we get three things good? I'm... I've got I've got three things. Okay, good. great, excellent. Yeah, as recommendations, Sam, you're that always the positive the one. Yeah. That's why you bring such joy to this podcast. <laughs> so this game does have a beautiful design. Like these designs, uh, the the graphics on this game, you can print them and they'd be beautiful. Like the menus are laid out in a way where you see the different cities and you know it gets you excited. Like oh, you know, there's a Beijing map, there's a Tokyo map, there's a um, there's a Berlin map, right? Like they look very distinct. I don't know if the gameplay in those levels are actually very distinct, but maybe like the land area will add some different conflicts. But yeah, design is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, agreed. Second good point. <laughs> uh, if you're into semi simulators um, and you know you have a hankering for games like Cities or uh, SimCity. Uh, from like a road perspective, if you're in the Department of Transportation and you just want to play something that emulates your job, <laughs> um, this has some simulation going, which I think is actually more simulation than Mini Metro, where you need to take into account of like the needs and then like how many houses there are and plan accordingly. In that sense, pretty good. Yeah, I thought the music was quite nice. Mm. Again, it did steal the audio session from you. <laughs> Which I mean, Metro did not. <laughs> but uh, yes, the music was quite pleasant. General ambiance. Mm. And that's it for the good okay. points. Oh, okay. On to the bad points. I think the strategy element was missing mm. other than just connecting blobs together right. in a slightly frustrating way. Um, it was unclear how to then improve the situation. Sure, you have motorways, bridges, Traffic lights, but... And highways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The motorways. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh. Yeah. Mini motorways. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Americans. Oh, the autobahn. Mini autobahns. Um, yeah. It was unclear how they would affect the outcome of the game. Mm. Um, so I think if you're looking for a game with clear strategy and actions you can take, this might not be for you. Yeah. And just like, I think I had that exact same point where, you know... If you're not sure about the problem, like you're not sure about the problem, so you can't find the solution. Um, my next bad point would be that uh, the controls, right? <laughs> yep. Like we've discussed this at length. It just became such a barrier uh, initially. And then you have to get used to it. It takes a while to get used to it. It took me like maybe two or three days. And really the only reason why I played those two or three days and continued to is because I love the design. Mm. And I was, I kept looking for the fun. Um, <laughs> and so burn me once on the controls and then burn me twice on the actual me not having or not feeling like I have enough tools to actually solve problems. Um, but yeah, the, the controls was the initial barrier for me. Like it was just really awkward. Yeah, I still haven't got over it. Yeah. Even now I play and I'm like, wait, no, don't do that. Like when you're in... Oh, yeah, just, I can't, yeah, you have to experience it, I think, just to right. understand how unintuitive it is, or confusing, or just not 
just doesn't do the thing you expect it to do. Yeah, especially on like a tap device, right? Yeah, when you're just so used to navigating Google Maps without a second thought, like it should work like Google Maps. Right. If, if you're going to have a zoom in, I don't even think you need to zoom in. Yeah. Anyway, that is by the by. Uh, my final bad point is that I like things to be neat and tidy, mm. and this sort of deliberately makes things messy. I suppose the fun is you can, thinking about it, probably pause the game, mm. redesign your roads, and then restart. Right. I tried that the a fun. couple of times. Was that fun, Sam? It was not that fun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, because you don't get to redesign it as much as you want, mainly because the buildings have set entrances. The destination buildings. The destination right. buildings, yeah. Um, you, can, you can configure like the house entrances, which definitely helps, but because the, the building entrances are set, like, you can't really control it. Yeah. Damn, what is your final uh, seven-day rating? Uh, final seven-day rating is four days. Mm-hmm. So I played maybe one or two days, uh, and then the controls got in the way, and then um, I did the tutorial again, and then played two more days and then got into the issue of this is sort of like a runner game where you have to go on as long as possible, but it's not giving me enough tools yep. to do so. Yep. I am going to give it yeah, four as well, I think. Uh, it's just um, it's almost fun, mm. but it's not quite there. Yeah. I have re-downloaded Mini Metro though. So, <laughs> so that's good. Don't feel too bad about, yeah. about it. <laughs> Before we go, Sam, do you have a thing of the week? Uh, wait, you have chosen oh, the last game. Wow. How, yeah. many, how long have we been doing this show? I know. Two years I now. I really should know the order of operations. <laughs> so we've played an Apple Arcade game. I want to bring us outside of the Apple Arcade game again. We're leaving the arcade. Um, <laughs> the sound of an arcade <laughs> machine. The sound of the arcade machine. Yep. <laughs> Edwin, you have seven days to play. Spell Tower Plus from Zach Gage. Ah... So I know you don't like word search games. The tagline for Spell Tower Plus is Mm. word search meets strategy. Follow me intrigued. So this is the follow up of Zach Gage's original Spell Tower, which actually is a pretty renowned game in the mobile gaming world. Um, I think it's one of like Zach Gage's earlier games as well. But he has come back once again with this new version called Spell Tower Plus. Okay, I mean, I like words. Well, I like word play. <laughs> <laughs> so I am ready. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm watching the sort of uh, little teaser video. Intro video. Yeah. Uh, it's. Oh, I don't know. There's something called rush mode. That scares mm. me a little bit, but stick around for next week to find out how I get on. Before we go, Edwin, do you have a thing of the week? My thing of the week? Roberto. Hmm. I love Roberto. He's such a nice guy. Would you believe that Roberto is actually a soup? <laughs> <laughs> you would not, but it's true. Tell me more about this soup, Edwin. I'm subscribed to a bunch of food email newsletters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was an interesting story in one of them that there is this soup that was originally written in this obscure like email, um, like tiny letter email back in 2019 back in 2016 uh, about this soup called Roberto that, <laughs> you know, the author wrote it and kind of promptly forgot about it. Like a soup that you eat. Oh, yes. Right? Like, yeah. Okay. Let you slurp. Essentially kale, Edible. sausage, and tomato mm. soup um, and beans. Um, and then 
almost out of nowhere, it's now become almost viral on Instagram in the last year or so, or the last six months. Uh, people have found it and they're now like uh, mentioning the author in their Insta stories and it's kind of blowing up as a viral food hit, kind of like the butter chicken for your Insta pot. I don't right. know if that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is um, a soup that is now a viral sensation. Why is, uh, why is it called Roberto? Well, Sam, allow me to read from the original post, which I shall link to in the show notes. After maybe the 15th or 16th batch, we realized it needed a name, not just sausage and bean and kale soup, <laughs> but a proper name. So Jim, who, how I mentioned, is a genius, looks down his bowl of sausage and beans and kale soup and says, Roberto, your name is Roberto. <laughs> it's a very good recipe. Like, I, much as I don't like to jump on the hype meme, meme train, mm-hmm. I hate that train. Um, I love that it's train. A very, <laughs> I know you do. It's a very good soup. We're in the middle of winter here. Yeah here in New York City, and this is a delightful soup that I have already made twice. It seems like it'd be very low in carbs as well. Allow me to read you the ingredient list. Yep. A baseball-sized onion, three sure. or four cloves of garlic, one pound of hot Italian sausage, chicken if, uh, or turkey if possible, mm. uh, a 28-ounce can of tomatoes, a can of beans, kidney, garbanzo, whatever mm-hmm. you please, um, four cups of broth, a bunch of kale, Pepper. Yeah. Parmesan cheese. Sounds beautiful. That's it. Yeah. Sounds like uh, definitely a slow carb soup. It's very good. It's surprising. Yes, it is incredibly. It's one of these recipes that's more than the sum of its parts. Okay. In for reasons I can't explain. Interesting. It's one of those like magic combinations. Yeah. I'm I'm down. I'm down to try Roberto. Great. In my mouth. (laughs) You will be pleased you did. (laughs) Uh, My thing of the week is a Japanese band called Southern All Stars. Oh, excellent. We don't really have any musical things of the week. Yeah. So I'm excited for this. So Southern All-Stars is probably like one of the more popular Japanese bands. Um, They've been around forever, like maybe from like the 70s or maybe even like late 60s. Wow, that's the Rolling Stones of Japan. Pretty much. Like they have that much clout. Like if you ask any Japanese person if they know Southern All-Stars or just Southern or SAS, um, they would probably know who they are they might have they not be- heard a song okay but they probably are familiar with them it would almost be insulting to say have you heard of them like yes of course i've heard of the rolling stones <laughs> like what do you think i am an idiot right like the younger <laughs> people might not know them right but they've heard the name presumably. yeah, yeah. Okay. but they're still making music and i think they've recently uh joined uh, the spotify gang in japan mm. meaning like their content is now on spotify What's oh, it's not just on a CDs in a bodega that you have to rent out for $10. Exactly, in the convenience stores. Yeah. Uh, but now it seems like they've also opened up their catalog to the US. And so their full catalog, including all of their numerous CDs and albums, are now available on Spotify for, I think, everyone, which is amazing. Are you a fan? I'm a fan. I grew up with their music. Like I, These are songs that take me back to like elementary school and like middle school and high school. Do you know what this sounds like? This sounds like you, we need to flip the tables and you need to make me an intro playlist. I'm glad you asked because <laughs> I already have an intro <laughs> playlist ready for you. Excellent. Um, it goes through uh, like some of their early catalog and some of their like, you know, later stuff. The difficult um, middle period. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I, would, I would say like they're, 
they kind of have like a, a Beach Boys vibe. Hmm, okay. As well as like, you know, um, kind of like a rock vibe. Yeah, it's, it's hard to determine because it's so, I feel like it's so uniquely them. Mm. Um, oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they can also be like the equivalent of like, uh, almost like a Japanese Elvis Costello. I don't know. Mm, okay. Yeah. They're a little bit more broad in their musical styles. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. You would say. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm excited. But look at this. We seem to have set homework for each other. You can go <laughs> eat some soup. I will listen to the Southern All Stars. And that's our show. If you have anything to recommend us or want us to play a game, tweet us at 7 Days to Play. 7 Days to Play. 7 Days to Play. 